This is the emergency medical minute. Um, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about epiglottitis this morning. Epiglottitis, we uh, traditionally have thought of as a kid's disease, but with the advent of vaccines, the incidence of epiglottitis 20 years ago compared to now has changed about eightfold. Used to be about 2.6 to 1 for kids to adults. Now it's 0.3 to 1 for kids to adults. So now the median age for epiglottitis is actually 55. We have to start considering that more in our older populations. Risk factors for epiglottitis are smoking and diabetes and other immunocompromise. And when you see a patient who has the traditional dysphagia, drooling, and distress, that we have to start thinking about those patients uh, as epiglottitis. The presentation is typically one of respiratory distress that's manifest with strider. When you think of strider, that's an upper airway phenomenon, usually obstructive, whether it's mechanical from swallowing a sandwich and getting it stuck over your epiglottis uh, or something that's progressively developing like epiglottitis, which usually comes on over several days, but uh, as it progresses can rapidly worsen and those patients look sick. Um, the way that we image it uh, or the way we diagnose it to the best way is really to do fiber optic nasal laryngoscopy to look. We don't want to put anything right <laughs> over the epiglottis. We can do x-rays. A soft tissue lateral neck will be about 90% sensitive with a thumbprint sign where the epiglottis looks very fat and thick instead of sharp or a CAT scan. Though if your patient's sick, you're not sending the CAT scan, you're going to manage their airway as the ABCs dictate. Uh, we don't like to, to put anything over the epiglottis, like an LMA. Uh, the best way to do these patients is fiber optically, so you can visualize the epiglottis, and preferably awake. So it's better not to rapid sequence these patients, but to either do some local anesthetic with spraying some lidocaine or something like ketamine, where the patient still has respiratory control. Uh, as always, we're going to consider other airway managements when we're approaching a patient like that. So have a bougie ready, have a scalpel ready in case it worst case scenario. Antibiotics for the patients uh, you want to use for outpatient therapy, which you can do sometimes if it's not severe. Uh, use things like Augmentin, but inpatient you want to include uh, uh, Unison. And for really sick patients, because these are strep and potentially staph vancomycin. Um, but the take home really for this is we're seeing a lot more in adults uh, because of vaccines and even you know, the vaccination efficacy wanes for adults as we get older. So it's not as good. Uh, the patients who are immunocompromised and the patient who has a sore throat that's uh, presenting out of proportion to their clinical appearance, who's really having respiratory distress or difficulty breathing or appears ill. Um, or the patient who bounces back, who has an ongoing and persistent sore throat, and you look in their mouth and you can't see anything, and their strep test is potentially negative, uh, those patients you have to consider the potential diagnosis of epiglottitis. Thank you. Emergency Medical Minute is and always will be about free medical education. Medicine's most prolific podcast is successful because of our supporters, donors, and of course, our listeners. Please like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And if you support spreading free medical education, Please donate at our website, emergencymedicalminute.com. As always, keep listening.